Hi, this is Smriti Kirvanandan, your host for Health Forward Podcast. One of the most important things you can do for yourself is to take care of your health. Your road to discovering an all-inclusive, empathetic, and innovative healthcare ecosystem starts right now. Clinical trials play a vital role in healthcare as they enable the development of new drugs, treatments, and can empower proactive and precision in medicine. In this episode, I'm in conversation with Ramita Tandon, who serves Walgreens as a Chief Clinical Trial Officer. Here we discuss diversification of clinical trials, the importance of integrating clinical trials with payers and providers, and most importantly, raising awareness within our communities about the importance of clinical trials. Ramita, welcome to Health Forward. Such a pleasure to have you here. Great to be here. Thank you for having me. So we'll go right into the questions. Share with us what has inspired you to be in the field of healthcare, personal or professional inspirational story for you. Yeah, great question. You know, I've spent over 25 years in the healthcare and life sciences space, and fundamentally the desire has been around finding better and faster ways to get new therapies out to patients who truly need it. So my career has been really focused around what I would say the intangibles around business creation, transformation, and launch performances, and really centered around, you know, creating product lines or areas of focus on the consumer and and being very patient-centric. I'm a passionate healthcare professional. I come from a family of also healthcare professionals with a strong bias towards personalized medicine. And I firmly believe that we have to do the hard work and we've got to start, you know, with the patient at mind and ensuring that we're educating, enabling and igniting the empowerment for our patients to have more ownership, to make more decisions on their health. So my road to Walgreens as the chief clinical trials officer was really a bold move on my part to really look at ways at transforming this entire clinical research ecosystem and create more of a patient-centric ecosystem that starts to tackle some of the issues that we faced around access, diversity, and equity. Wonderful. I love that you made that bold move. I think we need more <laughs> women leaders in the field and also people who are driving equity and innovation at the same time. So thank you for what you do. So in 2022, Walgreens moved into the healthcare business. Share with us more about the intent and impact of what you envision. Yeah, you know, look, today we're witnessing a fundamental shift in the U.S. healthcare system, um, whereby, you know, there's more focus around the consumer and, you know, we're reimagining the way we can deliver healthcare services to ultimately improve, you know, a patient's health outcomes. We also know that today's healthcare experience for a patient is very disjointed, it's costly, and it's fraught with a number of barriers to access that result in poor outcomes. And so, you know, at, at Walgreens, we want to become essential to healthcare as we are in retail and pharmacy. And so in 2022, I launched our clinical trials business as part of this healthcare transformation and journey that we're on at Walgreens with the goal that, you know, clinical trials and clinical research should be viewed as a care option in the event that standard of care of therapy is not a viable option for our patients. And so, you know, for me and for all of Walgreens, we are very focused in leveraging our entire horsepower of Walgreens, whether it's our physical assets, our digital assets, or the investments that we've made in primary care, 
specialty and home health, to really drive that localization and deliver healthcare and clinical trials, you know, to where the patients are. And so the key themes that are the bedrock of why we're doing what we're doing is around accessibility and convenience. And we believe by bringing forth the horsepower of of a Walgreens, given our national footprint, our scale, we have the ability to start to tackle some of those core issues that we've been facing, you know, within the healthcare ecosystem, as well as the clinical research enterprise ecosystem. That's great. And that uh, gets into our next expansive question is 9,000 stores reaching almost 10 million consumers a day. Ramita, you discuss activating stores to serve our communities in an equitable manner. What are some strategies and execution in play here for you? Yeah, this, you know, this, I would say, is probably one of our biggest uh, differentiations, you know, being on the retail pharmacy side. I've spent, you know, 25 years in the healthcare life sciences space. And I can tell you the fact that we have this network of 9,000 stores and pharmacies with millions of trusted pharmacists and patient relationships that have existed over the last 120 years. That pedigree, that legacy enables us to do so much more as we start to build the right highway into our patient communities and start delivering healthcare services and clinical trial services into these communities. You know, I mentioned earlier, we've made some significant investments as we create this healthcare continuum, uh, as we move into, into this healthcare transformation, particularly providing services at patients' homes. We can help improve the transitions from hospital into a patient's home, providing specialty medicines, and keeping patients connected to routine care, you know, between their provider visits. It's just you know, one example of a starting point for us to be able to leverage this massive physical footprint that we have access to. We also are leveraging the physical footprint as um, what I call a welcome entry point. You know, I touched on earlier the notion of needing to empower our patients. And that really is predicated on the fact that we've got to ensure that our patients are educated and feel enabled to make the right decisions about their health. During the COVID-19 pandemic, we learned a lot. When things were shut down across the nation, the retail pharmacies rose to the challenge and started to help deliver those vaccinations across the nation. It wasn't a one-size-fits-all strategy. And in fact, we had the pharmacies, the, the the pharmacists, the pharmacy care teams, all became front and center to help patients and consumers understand the complex nature of what we were going through. As you can imagine, there was tremendous vaccine hesitation. So not only did we open up our doors and become that welcome entry point, but our pharmacist and the pharmacy care teams became the conduit to be able to provide the necessary information, allow for consumers and patients to feel engaged and empowered, and make the decisions about getting the vaccine in, in, in the arms. So that's the second piece where we're able to leverage our physical footprint in a way to serve as that conduit for education and empowerment. I love that answer. And I really appreciate the fact that you're able to stitch in the art of clinical trials with payers, providers, and really meeting patients where they are across the many zip codes. And I think that's really incredible. As you would know, you know, development of drugs and healthcare becomes personalized and equitable as much as you're doing that. So really appreciate that work. 5% less in the U.S. participate in clinical research. 
where 75% are Caucasian, 11% Hispanic, and fewer than 10% are Black or Asian. And that's a startling find which you've shared, Ramita, in one of your MIT speeches. How accurate have you been with the diagnosis, quality of care, and delivery given these metrics in your perspective? Look, the metrics that you've shared are are staggering, right? Um, The fact that a lion's share of our nation do not or have not been invited to participate in clinical research tells us that we have to do more work. You know, one out of four drugs that are out in the marketplace, approved in the marketplace, certainly have variations in the profile of adverse events, for example, that patients in different ethnic groups exhibit. And so there is a dire need for us to get more focused, ensuring that we are bringing patients from underserved communities into the overall healthcare system, but also into the clinical research ecosystem. We need to be able to have a diverse patient populations to partake in these clinical research investigations as a mechanism to understand how the drugs will be able to perform across the diverse patient populations. And so our goal is to be able to enable better access and convenience, but more importantly, I touched on the notion of building that right highway into our communities. We have to be able to bring trials closer to where patients are. And, you know, the fact that less than five or 3% participate is is because a lot of folks don't even understand the fundamentals of what a clinical trial is. And so we've got to do that hard work and start to educate and and enable patients to feel comfortable, uh, particularly if they have some preconceived notions on, you know, fear, mistrust, or even barriers like travel or language barriers We've got to be able to tackle some of those systemic barriers that have existed in society to make it easier and accessible for patients to participate. So we're doing our part. We obviously, you know, as as a retail pharmacy, we've embedded into the fabric of the day-to-day lives of our patients. Our relationships that we have with our patients and consumers affords us the ability to leverage on that trust and use that daily dialogue that takes place and introduce clinical trials to patients where they may be eligible. So our North Star is obviously trying to make sure that clinical trials is being viewed as a care option, but more importantly, get down to the basics and have that dialogue of of what a clinical trial is, how their participation can benefit their health outcomes, but more importantly, the broader community that that they are a part of. I respect and love that you're using patient and pharmacy data in a compliant format to best create targeted clinical trials. What does the future of Rx looks like? And do you think there are probabilities of the same drug for different ethnic groups, for example? Or where do you see this emerging uh, as we involve in technology and the way we view equitability? This is a great question. I think it ties into sort of where the future of healthcare is is going to head. But, you know, as as I touched on earlier, there are those systemic barriers to more inclusive clinical research. And that's really based on how the traditional clinical trial model is operating, where we're leveraging the same medical centers, provider organizations in, you know, affluent areas or same geographic locations. And in order for us to really start to create an opportunity for diverse patient populations to be able to participate, we believe we've got to use alternative approaches to recruit 
first to identify and then recruit these diverse patients from locations or geographies that have never you know, been tapped into before. And so we've made investments at Walgreens to really leverage the information that we have on our patients from a pharmacy perspective, because we have you know, eight to nine million consumers and patients that come into our stores and pharmacies. So we have tremendous amount of information and insights, as I call it. But we've also, through a partnership, have the ability to access a patient's clinical records. So by bringing together a patient's clinical record as well as the pharmacy record and putting it together to understand that patient's treatment journey, it enables us to support a number of use cases. And I think the first and the most critical use case is to be able to identify those patients that have been neglected or never been invited to participate in clinical research, using that data or insights enables us to go deeper and find those patients, unlock those patients and get them matched to trials. And that is the one step we think that is so critical for us to be able to help support diversifying clinical trials for the future. And then I think the other piece is just recognizing the notion around social determinants of health. Because of our relationships with our consumers and patients, we have a a deep understanding of the attributes of the patients and consumers that walk into our stores. And we're using that information, whether it's qualitative or quantitative, as a mechanism to profile the, the patient population and make it easier and more targeted to find those patients because we don't want to send out mass mailings or advertisements, but we want to get more precise in finding those patients and start to match them to trials and enable more of a quick way for you know trials to get kicked off and executed in more of a timely fashion. So what technologies do you see that are accelerating your work and impact in the next uh, decade or so? I'm a firm believer that technology is the enabler of all business models or operating models and, and however you configure that. For us, we are leveraging technology that will enable us to give a flexible set of options, right? You know, I mentioned during the COVID-19 pandemic, we, we gained tremendous amount of learnings and it was not a one-size-fits-all strategy. So we may have some patient populations that will embrace technology more than others. And so as part of our process and journey is to one, first understand the patient populations that we're targeting, and then to be able to tailor the strategy and the technology that will allow us to engage that patient population, whether it's to educate that patient or whether it's to recruit that patient for a particular trial, for example. And so for us, technology, whether it's using telehealth, whether it's using digital tools, whatever it is to enable that engagement and that connectivity is critical. And that technology can also include using, again, our stores and pharmacies as a welcome entry point. Today, we have a number of clinical trials that are ongoing where we have the ability to bring our patients into our pharmacies and to be able to use an iPad, learn about the clinical trial, if they're interested to be able to consent using the technology and to be able to be able to participate. There's a variety of technologies out there today. We are being very intentional about the technologies we bring into the Walgreens ecosystem that will allow us to enable our workflow, but also make sure that the patient experience 
is one that the patient will say, you know what, I had a good experience. I'm going to come back. And that's important to us as we carry forward in this in this journey. That's really amazing because what I'm also hearing is that in order for us to give us give the patient the best quality care at the right time at the right place, we need every stakeholder at the table uh, as part of this innovation, as part of this strategy and journey mapping, which is physicians, scientists, business people, technology people really orchestrating this flow. So really love that answer. And this brings us to a last question, Ramita, is if you have to share three takeaways for the future of healthcare, what would that be? It's a great question. You know, you just touched on early the notion of quality. I think high quality personalized care, in my opinion, has never been a greater need in the healthcare industry as well as in, in, in the clinical research industry. You know, patients want convenience personalization, accessibility, in the same way that they get it from their grocery stores, banks, or even online shopping experience at the same time. And the science of drug development and care delivery, we're starting to see you know, more personalization and precision than ever before, whether it's using technology, whether it's changing operating models, or looking at you know, what we've done at Walgreens to enable and invoke some of that change to invoke convenience and personalization. So that's that's one. The second is around the drug development process. It's a very highly complex value chain. It's still very complicated. And there's a need to, to make additional investments around digitization, how we engage the patients, whether it's tools or the ways we work. And ultimately, there's going to be more focus around the patient. It's starting. Um, and, you know, even at Walgreens, we've created a patient-centric operating model, but we're going to see a lot more focus around how do we design better clinical care models, clinical trial models that is all around the patient. So we're going to start to see more non-traditional models like a retail pharmacy that will start to play a, a pivotal role in this process. And then finally, I would say Look, I, I firmly believe healthcare will never be the same, given all the shifts that we're seeing today. And the notion of what I call real-world evidence and real-world data is fundamentally changing the future of healthcare, whether it's solving for health equities, addressing public health concerns like you know, COVID-19, or you know, looking at ways to leverage patient healthcare records. We're going to see more movement around using patient information as a key way to fill gaps between research and everyday practice. So I think that's going to be a, another critical area and, and the path for a future of changing healthcare. Thank you so much. They're all amazing insights and futuristic views of where we need to be and what we need to do to move forward. Ramita, thank you so much for being a part of Health Forward. It was such a pleasure to have you here. Great. Thank you for having me today. Thank you for listening. This is Health Forward Podcast, and I'm your host, Smriti Kirbanandi.